welcome to This Week in Video Games, episode 45. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. So this week, we've had new details from the next generation Xbox, courtesy of Phil Spencer, and I'll run down my favourite games on Xbox Game Pass for PC. The coronavirus is spreading around the world and also affecting the video games industry too. And finally, we've got an exciting new game called Valorant coming from Riot Games, a new tactical hero first-person shooter coming in summer 2020, and I look forward to that. So it's a jam-packed show. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're well and you're having a good week. I'm good this week. Well, I'm very good this week as I have been in Brazil for the last 10 days and I've been resting and relaxing on my winter holiday. And I'm actually still in Brazil. I'm in, uh, I'm in the middle of Rio de Janeiro at the minute, so this is not my normal recording setup. So I apologise for the uh, quality of the audio and maybe a little bit of background noise. But yeah, just to let you know my setup and I wanted to continue making podcasts for you. I've escaped the rat race and the storms that have been working their way across the Atlantic onto the UK shores. Uh, and I'm here, as I say, in the sunnier climates of Rio de Janeiro. And I did a little bit of travelling. I was down in a place called Gramado, which is really, really nice. And uh, yeah, it's been really, really good, really relaxing. Although I have been keeping my ear to the ground on the video games industry as to what has been going on. And it's been a busy few weeks of video game news and developments. We've had Phil Spencer come out and give us some details on the Xbox, and it seems like Microsoft are on the front foot, coming at PlayStation, who are yet to reveal their hand. Together with the new details of Xbox, I've been enjoying Xbox games on my PC, and really enjoying Xbox Game Pass, so I thought I'd run down my top games on that platform. In slightly scary news, the coronavirus is being a bit of a pain in the arse, and this past weekend, a major event was postponed with GDC being put back until later in the year. Although, as to whether it's actually going to happen when this blows over, it kind of remains to be seen. It's been a bit of a disaster for those who spent money on travel, accommodation, and a major letdown for those who are up for awards. So, as well as events... COVID-19 looks like it's going to be potentially disrupting production of next-gen consoles and games too, so I'll go into that in a little bit more detail later. Finally though, some great news as Valorant is coming in summer 2020, and this is a new tactical hero first-person shooter from Riot Games, who previously brought us League of Legends. So, formerly known as Project A, Valorant looks like it's going to take on the likes of Overwatch and CSGO in the competitive first-person shooter scene. So if you want to get involved in the community and hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, chat about games, movies, TV shows, podcasts, come on over to Discord. The link is in the show notes. And if you want to send in questions, get early access to the podcast and other exclusive audio and video, then sign up to Patreon and patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games. But first of all, let's have a look at the new details we have from Xbox. Phil Spencer came out recently and gave some new details for Xbox and what we can expect from the next generation console. So Xbox is definitely getting out there early and taking the fight to PlayStation with these announcements of features, hardware and services. The original blog post appeared on Xbox's website and Phil Spencer outlined some of the new areas and details including some specifics on things like power and speed, we've got immersion in an instant, next generation of game compatibility and a generation with players at the centre. So let's have a look at power and speed to begin with. 
So here we've got Xbox Series X. It's going to be the most powerful Xbox ever with the latest AMD Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architecture. So it's going to be four times the processing power of Xbox One with 12 teraflops of GPU. Xbox Series X is going to deliver a generational leap in the processing and graphical power with higher frame rates, larger game worlds and an immersive experience. That all sounds really, really good. Microsoft is introducing variable rate shading, which is VRS, and that's a Microsoft tech that allows the Xbox Series X to efficiently use the full power of the unit rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly on every pixel on the screen so they can prioritise individual effects on specific game characters or environments. That's really, really nice. They're kind of intelligently using the AI there. And that results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution. And we can also look forward to more dynamic and realistic environments powered by DirectX ray tracing, which means true-to-life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics as we explore the game world. And I think ray tracing is going to be something we're going to hear a lot of when people describe the next-generation consoles. Specifically, they're 12 teraflops, and that's uh, twice as powerful as the Xbox One X. I think four times as powerful as the Xbox One, so that is that is really, really good. So next up, we've got the immersion in an instant. So Microsoft wants us to play more and wait less, and is introducing more technology to help us do so. So next-generation Xboxes are going to include an SSD, which will allow for larger game worlds, more dynamic, and faster loading times. Quick Resume is a new feature that will let us resume multiple games from a suspended game instantly. That sounds really, really cool. And there's low latency at the heart of their new DLI for controllers and the HDMI 2.1 and also up to 120 frames per second. Although, to be honest, 60 frames per second would be good for a start for a console. So next up, we've got next generation of game compatibility. And this is where it gets interesting. So backward compatibility is going to be at the heart of Xbox. And that includes the original Xbox, Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. So Xbox Game Pass is going to be compatible, obviously. And uh, the, the games there are going to be upgraded in terms of frame rates and faster loading times and all Xbox One accessories will be compatible. Now, this is the really, really cool bit. So Smart Delivery is a cool feature which is going to allow you to buy the game once and play it across any Xbox. So, for example, if you buy Halo Infinite on Xbox One and then you go to play it on Xbox Series X, the most powerful Xbox, then you're going to be playing that updated version of the game. All Xbox Game Studios games are going to support this feature, so that's really, really good news. Xbox Game Pass is going to continue to have first-party games on day one, like The Outer Worlds, uh, Gears 5. Uh, those were both out on the uh, day of launch in 2019. That means Halo Infinite is going to be out on the day of launch on Xbox Game Pass 2, so that's really, really good news. Next up, we've got a generation with players at the centre, and the Xbox Series X is going to be the fastest, most powerful console ever created by Microsoft. It's going to have high-fidelity gaming, allowing us to browse our game libraries across all generations of Xbox. So... There's a lot to get excited for there, and hopefully we're going to see 60 frames per second gaming by default, and the SSD is going to severely reduce load times. I'm excited to hear more about the smart delivery. That's something that's going to immediately impact my day-to-day gaming life, whereas something like the graphical increases sound cool, but I'll probably get used to them in a very short amount of time. We haven't heard too much yet about Project xCloud, and uh, that's going to be a big one for Xbox coming out of the gate with the next-generation hardware, but I'm sure we're going to hear more about that soon. But a lot of really interesting details there, and Phil Spencer especially getting out there on the front foot, taking the fight to PlayStation, and uh, it's going to be a really interesting year. And uh, But what do you think? Let me know by signing up to Patreon on patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games. I would love to hear what you think about the next-generation details the next generation Xbox, and what you think about all these features. So write in and let me know. 
Well, that's it for the next generation Xbox details. And next up, I've got the best games on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Xbox Game Pass has been a revelation in gaming and it's also available on PC, meaning you've got access to an incredible game library on your PC for a small fee per month. So the following is a breakdown of the best games on Xbox Game Pass for PC. First up, it's A Plague Tale Innocence, and uh, that's a great story for brother and sister trying to survive in a harsh world. It looks fantastic, the game's pretty straightforward. And it feels like an old school game brought into 2019 with modern technology. The graphics are absolutely beautiful. The narrative is really engaging. It's got some really heartfelt moments. And I'd recommend playing this game if you like single player narrative driven stories. And uh, it's really, really good. One of my top games of 2019 and you should definitely check it out. Next up is Gris. And Gris is a beautiful game about fear, emotions and overcoming grief and loss. The game is a watercolour painting come to life in a game that energises the senses with fluid movement and a wonderful soundtrack. Gris isn't a long game, only taking a few hours to complete, however it's an experience that should not be missed. It's uniquely beautiful with a combination of art, sound and movement that all add up to a very satisfying experience. Next up is Dead Cells, and Dead Cells is a roguelike metroidvania game developed by Motion Twin. Uh, Levels are procedurally generated, keeping the game feeling fresh each time, with random platforms, obstacles, enemies and items. Combat in the game feels good too, with a fluid and fast feel to the action. A key part to the game is how good the game feels. So the pixel art is beautiful and fluid, and since its initial release, it's won many awards, including Best Indie Game at 2018's Golden Joystick Awards, Best Action Game at the Game Awards 2018, and it was also nominated for Best Indie Game 2. So fantastic game there, Dead Cells, and you should check that one out right now. Next up is CrossCode, and CrossCode is an action RPG developed by Radical Fish Games, and it was published by Deck13. So the game's development, it began back in 2012 and was later introduced as a crowdfunding project on Indiegogo in early 2015. So CrossCode is a retro-inspired 2D action RPG set in a distant future, combining 16-bit SNES-style graphics with a fast-paced combat system and puzzle mechanics. So it's kind of, think, futuristic Legend of Zelda linked to the past. It's uh, players control a mute character named Leah as she plays a fictional MMORPG known as Crossworld. So following a three-year-long early-access beta, CrossCode was released for Linux, Mac and Windows in September 2018, and it's coming to PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch and Xbox in 2020, so can't wait for that. Next up is Halo, the Master Chief Collection, and Master Chief Collection is a compilation of first-person shooter games from the Halo series from the Xbox One and Windows. Uh, Originally released on Xbox One on November 11th, 2014, the collection was developed by 343 Studios. The collection consists of Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, uh, ODST, Halo Reach, and Halo 4, and they were all originally released on other Xbox platforms. So... Each game in the Master Chief Collection received a graphical upgrade, with Halo 2 receiving a complete high-definition redesign of its audio and its cutscenes, and they're exclusive to the collection. So if you like Halo, you've got to go back and play this one. Absolutely fantastic games, and uh, we've only got Halo Reach available at the moment, and the other games are going to be released in order of this story, so I think next up we've got Combat Evolved. The next game is Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight is a challenging, beautiful action-adventure 
game set in a vast, interconnected underground kingdom of Hallowness. So, it's a 2D action game with an emphasis on skill and exploration. Hollow Knight has you fighting a fearsome host of deadly creatures, avoiding intricate traps and solving ancient mysteries as you make your way through fungal wastes, forests of bone and ruined underground cities. The atmosphere is eerie and sometimes unnerving, but there's a good-hearted core of humour and levity in there too, especially when conversing with all the weird and wonderful NBCs that you find along the way. The music, the environments, the whole thing, it's a really, really beautiful package. Hollow Knight has got a beautiful traditional art, it's fluid and responsive, it's challenging, but it's also fair gameplay and a bizarre inset world begging to be explored and conquered. So, really, really beautiful game and you should check it out now. Next up is The Outer Worlds, and The Outer Worlds has been a void in the RPG space and some wanted it filled with Fallout 76, but when that turned out to be less than desirable, the void remains. So Obsidian Entertainment produced some of the best RPGs in the gaming world, such as Fallout New Vegas, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and uh, since being acquired by Microsoft under the banner of Xbox Game Studios, fans have eagerly been awaiting this release, and Obsidian stepped up to that expectation. The Outer Worlds is a fun, rich and rewarding gaming experience, and hopes have been high for this game, and they've pretty much lived up to all expectations. Go out there and try The Outer Worlds today. So next up it's Ori and the Blind Forest, and Ori and the Blind Forest is a gorgeous game, it's challenging, it's fun, and it hooks you with a heartwarming story. There's enough here to challenge the seasoned pro amongst you, but it doesn't stop you in your tracks with ridiculously difficult levels. It's satisfying, beautiful to look at and listen to, and Ori in the Blind Forest is worthy of your hard-earned money and will offer you a rewarding experience. So, originally it was available on Microsoft platforms, um, but it also came to the Nintendo Switch last year, but this is another jewel in the crown of Xbox Game Pass. And also, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel, is coming out later in March too. So, if you get Xbox Game Pass, you'll be able to get access to Ori and the Will of the Wisps on, uh, on launch day, so that's really, really good news. Next up is Unavowed, and Unavowed is a great point-and-click adventure game with unique elements that bring a fresh feel to the genre whilst being familiar at the same time. So, Wadger Eye Games have done a wonderful job with the writing, the world-building and pacing in the game, which always leaves you wanting more to each time you play. So there's a great cast of characters, um, the story's fantastic, it really, really brings you along. The art is old-school pixel art, point-and-click style, it's really, really good, and it's really, really familiar. And if you like point-and-click adventure games, I definitely recommend you check this one out. Finally in the list, it's Wargroove, and it's a fun turn-based strategy game from Chucklefish. It's similar to other strategy games in that you battle from a top-down map, taking control of units. However, to say Wargroove is simply a clone of Advance Wars is not to do it justice. It stands on its own two feet, has a fun gameplay loop, and enough content for many hours of post-campaign gameplay. So there you go, there's my top games for Xbox Game Pass on PC, and I'd love to hear what you think, and let me know by signing up to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames. I'd love to hear what you think of Xbox Game Pass and what your favourite games for Xbox Game Pass are. Uh, Let me know. Well, that's it for my best games for Xbox Game Pass on PC, but if you're enjoying This Week in Video Games podcast, then head on over to iTunes and leave us a nice review. It really helps get the word out about the podcast, so if you've got access to iTunes, then it'd be great if you would leave us a nice review. Don't forget, This Week in Video Games has a YouTube channel that goes alongside with the podcast. The YouTube channel has the entire archive of the podcast, as well as dedicated reviews, interviews and features to search This Week in Video Games on YouTube and subscribe today for all the latest content. Well that's it for the ads, but next up we're going to have a look at the coronavirus and the impact on the video games industry.
So this is one of the biggest stories in the world right now with the coronavirus is spreading around the world pretty fast. So this is affecting all kinds of different industries and the video games industry is no different. So the following is a look at the coronavirus and the impact on the video games industry. So as a quick bit of background, the coronavirus is caused by a member of the coronavirus family and it's been transmitted from animals to humans. So it appears to have originated from Huanan, China, from a seafood market in the city. So since then, it's been spreading around the world, including Italy, UK, USA, France, Japan, Australia and South Korea. So if you get it, you may suffer from a cough fever or breathing difficulties and uh, as it's a viral pneumonia antibiotics aren't going to work and recovery depends on the individual's immune system so all in all it's not great so do take care out there as well as the impact on our immediate health it's also going to impact our video games in 2020 and it may be more significant than you think so first of all we've got the events that have been postponed or cancelled gdc 2020 was supposed to be this past weekend but it was postponed so this is a yearly get-together of industry professionals and it's full of networking, marketing and press events. This is a really important event for indie companies looking to make those connections and getting some important press coverage ahead of release. And with the conference being postponed until later in the year, it was hit really hard. So many spent lots of money trying to get to the conference only to lose their investment in travel and accommodation. With so many facing losses, the game industry has rallied around this course with Wins Interactive creating the GDC relief aimed at indie developers. So this has already raised $35,000 and has support from Raw Fury, Modern Wolf, Landfall, the Games and Online Harassment Hotline and GameDev.World. So this fund is available to all indie developers who've invested in going to GDC and will be assessed based on impact to their business. Other events cancelled include the Taipei Game Show, PUBG Berlin, and that's being rescheduled in April. The Big Deal Conference in Moscow has been pushed back too. PAX East did go ahead this past weekend, however it's unclear at the moment what's going to happen with the other events later in the year. So many have come out to say they're monitoring the situation concerning coronavirus. So we'll have to wait and see concerning E3, Gamescom, EGX and other PAX events. So next up we've got the next generation consoles and production and next gen could be impacted too in terms of production. So many of the factories who are producing next generation consoles like Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, they're based in China and their factories have been closed temporarily. We don't know yet exactly the date for the next gen console releases with Sony and Microsoft being tight lipped since announcing holiday 2020 last year. Nintendo have also moved some production of Switches from China to Vietnam and Jeffrey's analyst Ken Rump said that many game studios including EA, Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard have operations in China or outsourced to Chinese partners. So if shutdowns exceed a month or so, game schedules are going to be delayed. New consoles may likewise suffer supply issues from prolonged disruption ahead of their autumn 2020 planned launches. So, so production could be disrupted uh, with many factories closed for a little while. But it has been reported that factories are open again and producing. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you know if things change. But also there's game delays as well. And according to gamesindustry.biz, games could be delayed with Ubisoft. So makers of Assassin's Creed, The Division and Rainbow Six. Uh, and also Take-Two Interactive reporting potential delays. So Eve Guillemot, the Ubisoft CEO, said there was some disruption in China, although he didn't mention the coronavirus specifically. He said, at the moment it's easy to handle, uh, but we don't really know what's going to happen. What you can expect is that we're going to be able to work with all the other studios that we have in case, if that's too long. So it sounds like Ubisoft do actually have some measures they can fall back on. 
So Private Division, part of Take-Two Interactive, have announced the port of The Outer Worlds to the Nintendo Switch. That's been delayed from its original March release date. So they said, We're delaying The Outer Worlds on Nintendo Switch due to the coronavirus impacting the team working on the port to provide them enough time to finish the development. And uh, they also go on to say, We'll be releasing now the physical version on cartridge, and once we have a new launch date, we will let you know. Looks like there's going to be a little bit of impact there and uh, do take care of yourself. The coronavirus is spreading around the world and uh, make sure you wash your hands and uh, keep yourself out of trouble and uh, keep yourself safe out there and uh, hopefully things in the video games industry won't be delayed or impacted too much. But that's enough of the bad news and next up it's time to look at a new game called Valorant which is coming from Riot Games. So Valorant is Riot Games' new free-to-play competitive first-person shooter and it's coming in summer 2020. Formerly known as Project A, over the weekend the game was given a refresh, a new name and a broad window of a release date later this year. But the exact date of that is yet to be announced. So last year Riot did a 10-year anniversary stream and they announced a bunch of new games but Valorant jumped out and grabbed the attention of the audience. So the quick headline pitch is CSGO meets Overwatch, character abilities mixed in with tactical hardcore FPS, and uh, Riot's been advertising they've put a lot into their server tech, making sure there's going to be minimal lag and predictable hitboxes. So Riot hasn't released a game since 2009's League of Legends, uh, which makes the games they showed off during the anniversary stream really, really exciting. So Riot are again taking their time, assessing the genre, gathering feedback, trying to make something that's not only going to be played, but going to be best in class and top of the streaming charts for years to come. So first of all, what is Valorant? So Valorant is a 5v5 shooter set in the near future, and it starts with 10 characters. So all characters have four abilities, two of which are bought with the currency earned between rounds, and you can buy weapons and armor. So, so pick a character, and they're yours for the entire match, and that's made up of up to 25 rounds. So it's the first of 13 rounds wins. If it's all even at the end, there's a deathmatch tiebreaker, and at the moment there's one mode, it's bomb defusal. So that's where you go and plant a bomb in the enemy territory while the other team defends. But you can, if you want, just go and try and kill everyone on the opposing team. So at the start of each round you can buy guns and abilities that have limited goes. So Valorant does however prioritise gunplay over abilities as the cooldown on the abilities can be long, potentially over many rounds. It may look similar to Overwatch on initial inspection but it's much more like CSGO in action. So gunplay is the name of the game with headshots likely to be lethal to most characters and regular rifles will have a quick time to kill too. So you've only got a single life per round and due to the TTK you can and will die pretty quickly. So kill before being killed. Next up it's characters, abilities and weapons. So there's a bunch of characters to start with including Sova who can fire magic arrows, you've got Cypher who's big on defence, we've got Jet who's got throwing knives, Sage is the medic and uh, Brimstone can call in aerial attacks. In terms of weapons there's sidearms, SMGs, shotguns, rifles, snipers, LMGs and also a CSGO classic, the tactical knife. So each character has a signature ability that you get at the start of the round for free, but you also get access to two other abilities which you can buy during the round. So you can charge your ultimate ability across the round by getting kills and hitting your objectives. So with these abilities comes the Overwatch comparison. However, whereas Overwatch the abilities are key to winning and losing, here you're not going to destroy an entire team with your abilities. They act as kind of tactical options allowing you to control areas. 
In a similar fashion, even if you're the greatest shot in the world, tactical skill alone probably won't take you to the top of the leaderboard without having some appreciation and use of the abilities. So learning to use both types of skill will be crucial in Valorant. So next up it's Servitech and Anti-Cheat and Riot has been making a big deal of their Anti-Cheat and Servitech as their major themes in 2020 related to their FPS and online multiplayer games. So regarding cheating, Riot said they've developed new kernel level Anti-Cheat system that should make the most common forms of cheating impossible. Valorant's going to be extra secure against aim hacking and uh, Riot is using their knowledge and experience from League of Legends here too with the goal of providing zero lag with dedicated servers, 128 tick rate which should provide a more responsive character control and movement as well as improved gunplay and accurate bullets. There's a whole bunch of competition in this space including the obvious ones who Riot are clearly inspired by including Overwatch, CSGO and Rainbow Six Siege. So straight off the bat here, it's launching free-to-play, which is going to get that big audience, and that's really what it needs. Also, what it needs, though, is engaging characters and synergy between the weapons and abilities, something which other games have struggled with for many years. But that's it for this breakdown of Valorant, the new free-to-play first-person shooter from Riot Games, and it looks like there's a lot to be excited about here, and we'll find out more in the upcoming beta, and hopefully when this comes out in summer 2020. Well, that's it for Valorant, but next up, we've got the charts. With 10 this week, it's Crash Team Racing, and that's up 12 places from last week's 22. Number 9 this week, it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and that's down 5 places from last week's number 4. Number 8 this week, it's Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and that's up 9 places from last week's number 17. Number 7 this week, it's Tom Clancy's Division 2, that's up 5 places from last week's number 12, no doubt boosted by the upcoming Warlords of New York DLC. Number 6 this week, it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 5 this week is Minecraft. Number 4 this week is Grand Theft Auto 5, that's down from last week's number 3. Number 3 this week is FIFA 20, that's down from last week's number 1. Number 2 this week is a new entry from Sega with Two Point Hospital. And number 1 this week, up one place from last week's number 2, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Well that's it for the charts this week, let's have a look at what we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. So coming up in the next couple of weeks, on March 3rd, we've got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. That's coming out on PlayStation 4. On March the 6th, we've got a few games. So we've got Murder My Numbers. That's coming out on Switch and PC. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. That's coming out on Switch. And we've got Yes, Your Grace. That's coming out on PC. On March the 11th, we've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's on Xbox One and PC. Uh, we've got Hidden Through Time, that's coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, Android. Wow, that is the full package. That's coming out on March 12th. On the 13th, we've got a few more games. We've got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus coming out on PC. And we've got My Hero 1's Justice 2, that's on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. We've also got Neo 2 coming out on PS4. Well, that's it for this week's episode, and if you want to get involved in the show, get in contact through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames, or check out the latest on the website. Send in your questions, your comments, your video game stories. I'm always interested in hearing from you, and you can follow me on Twitter at TWIVGpodcast. And don't forget, I've got a Discord as well, and you can check out the link for the Discord down in the show notes. If you want to join the community, it would be great to have you there. So thanks again for hanging out with me and chatting about video games. I hope you have a good week. I'll talk to you next weekend, but for now, I'll see you soon.